good day and welcome to Holding Fast. How is your anchor holding today? Is it gripped firmly to the unshakable Word of God? Great to have you in the podcast today. Thank you for being here and tuning in and listening to this. And I hope that your day has been one that's been profitable in your service for the Lord Jesus Christ. As I mentioned in, uh, to somebody last night, I had a uh, had a, a, a new believers type session, a discipleships uh, session with someone, and we were just dwelling on the the idea of eternity and how brief life is and how short a time we really have here compared with all of eternity, and that it, we would do well to make sure and focus our attention on pleasing the Lord so that uh, we can live in harmony and in obedience to His Word. Uh, we have been uh, yesterday looking, or the last podcast, looking at Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 12, where the Bible says, hope deferred maketh the heart sick. And I mentioned to you that uh, disappointment hurts. Read an article not too long ago by Margaret Glass. It was a really good article sharing just some of her family and her testimony and uh, about an incident with grandparents and nephews and all kinds of things and disappointment at Christmas gifts that were given. And uh, it was uh, a reminder that things don't always go as planned for all of us. Sometimes our hopes and our dreams, the things that we really long for and we would like to see materialized, just don't happen. And the danger is that uh, you can uh, end up bitter and disillusioned, falsely accusing God of something that's not even true about Him. I've seen this so frequently in people's lives. Have you been disappointed lately? Have you suffered a setback because something that you thought was what was right for you did not seem to just come to pass? We noted in the last podcast about Naomi, and uh, she was from Bethlehem, and how she had gone over into Moab and was living there, and lost her husband, lost her two sons, and then she and her uh, daughters-in-law ended up going back to Bethlehem uh, with just one of her daughters-in-law, uh, who was Ruth, of course. And when she got there, they said, well, is, is, is this Naomi? And she said, don't call me Naomi, call me Mara, which means bitter. Uh, and she struggled with that. I mean, she knew that there was a God. She knew that there was a God who loved her, but what she didn't have a handle on is his goodness and his wisdom. And as a result, she responded with that kind of bitterness that oozed out of her. One of the other characters I want to look at when we're studying this topic of, of uh, disappointment is found in the book of Job. Many of you are probably familiar with this character. He's uh, very prominent in the Old Testament scripture. Uh, Job was not responsible for his situation, but he is a man who undoubtedly lived through some very, some extreme disappointments without really ever understanding why. Uh, Job was a man who was very careful. He was a man who planned. The Bible tells us in Job 1 that he was very particular about making sure sacrifices were offered even for his family, his children, in case they might have sinned. And he, he did live with a measure of fear in his life because he had things planned out so well. And uh, at least from an external viewpoint, God had blessed him in an unusual way. But we know the story of Job. Uh, we We know what Job didn't know. Job did not know about the conversation between God and Satan in which God gave permission to Satan to attack Job. And then shortly after that, Job was 
Uh, Job experienced the loss of all of his children. His wealth was devastated and it just left him. And it happened in such a short amount of time that it undoubtedly left him shocked and rocked back with grief. But amazingly, it's interesting, Job responded in some unusual ways. Those tragedies that came so unexpectedly in his life, he experienced without denying his faith or yielding even to bitterness in his heart. How did he respond? The Bible says in Job 1 and verse 20, Then Job got up, literally he arose, and he tore his robe, and he shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. I don't know about you, but every time I read that, that is quite startling to me. It's amazing. Uh, and then when you read through the entire book of Job, the key to Job's God-honoring response was that Job worshipped God. Uh, he didn't understand what was going to unfold in the future, but he did know that the one who was in control of the future could be trusted, and he proclaimed in Job 19, verse 25, as for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last, he's going to stand on this earth. So Job went through a, a long phase of questions. If you go to the end of the book of Job, he's confronted with a lot of questions. He was not worried or concerned or even doubtful that God existed or that God was working in his life. His problem was he thought he had lost God, that somehow he couldn't find him, that that relationship that he had with him had been, had been uh, 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 lost in some way. But in the end, Job became confident in God's power to vindicate him. You go and you read chapters 37, 38, 39 in the book of Job, and you're, you come to understand that he was so confident in God's power that his faith in the supremacy of God held fast in spite of his disappointments, terrible, tragic disappointments in life. And then I want to turn my attention to the last individual in Scripture, and that is the Apostle Paul. I don't think there's any doubt that he had great disappointments, large and small, in his life. One of those that I actually am developing a message for to preach in my own fellowship, in my assembly, is that there is a time when the Apostle Paul is writing in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 regarding a thorn in the flesh. And he explains it. He said, concerning this, I implored, implored the Lord three times that it might leave me. Three times, though, we understand God refused and gave Paul a greater promise, something even better. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9, he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. Uh, was Paul disappointed by God's answer? Well, I think you have to look at Paul's own response in the rest of verse 9 and verse 10. Uh, he literally said, most gladly, therefore, I will boast in my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, with insults, with distresses, with persecutions, with difficulties for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 
So the Apostle Paul was not disappointed, at least in, in, in his understanding of what God's answer was, because he knew that God was going to use his trial for his glory. And in that, Paul rejoiced. What can we learn about these things today? Uh, what are the lessons? Naomi's life encourages you to not let disappointment turn to bitterness. What Naomi didn't know all that time was what God had planned for the future. Ruth, her daughter-in-law, would become the great-grandmother of King David and would be included in the genealogy of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Read that in Matthew 1 and verse 5. Learn from Naomi. Your story isn't over yet. Uh, hope in God's wisdom, His power, His goodness. Trust God in times of disappointment. He is perfect in wisdom. He knows what's best for you. He is perfect in power. He could have made things go differently. And He is perfect in goodness. So He wants what's best in your best eternal spiritual interest. Are you willing to trust Him today? Even Job himself. Why don't we learn that lesson that steadied and stabilized Job in his spiritual walk, and that is to worship God, no matter what, no matter what happens, right now. Today you may experience a great disappointment. You may have a great letdown. Let me remind you today, no matter what happens, walk with God daily. Uh, when disappointment comes along, just keep putting one foot in front of the other in your service for the Lord Jesus. Remember, your security in Christ, your future hope is in Him. Don't let the disappointments of life derail your faith. And then from Paul, we learn we can gladly accept trials as an opportunity to glorify God, knowing that He's going to give you sufficient grace. He's going to see you through everything. Be thankful for how God is the one who's working in your disappointing events. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, In everything, give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So today... If you're struggling with disappointment, uh, maybe you can learn these lessons. Put your trust in God's wisdom and power. Worship Him and stay focused on eternity. And be thankful for how God is going to work in and through you. He's not finished with your story yet. He has a purpose in your disappointment. God bless you today. Walk